0: Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Welcome to Food Fight 3, the final destination. I'm Karen, your captain for this journey. Hi,
1: and I'm Jeff. And I'm Glenn.
0: In today's Culinary Showdown, we're pitting three sci-fi cookbooks against each other in a battle for gastronomic supremacy. The cookbooks in the arena are The Star Trek Cookbook, Fallout, The Vault Dwellers Cookbook, and Destiny, based off Bungie's video game series. So buckle up and grab your Pip-Boy as we boldly go where no taste buds have gone before. All right, so today we're going to start with the Fallout cookbook.
2: We're just going in increasing order of uh, likeliness that you want to live in this uh, world because Fallout is not a place that I wanna I wanna go you know, reside in. There's giant toxic waste puddles everywhere and giant monsters that wanna eat you and-
1: Yes, yeah, so I was I would explain to my like my wife, she was like, What is Fallout? and basically it's a bunch of people living in a nuclear bunker emerging to find like giant mutants and evil cockroaches have taken over the world. Yes.
0: Well the I think the cool thing about the Fallout cookbook is it's actually written from the perspective of vault Tech. Yes. So those, that's the company in Fallout that makes the the Fallout shelters. So that was kind of cool. I like that aspect of it. Like it's written for vault dwellers um, by the vault Tech company. So that was a cool take.
2: I think one of my favorite things about this cookbook is just the way that it's presented. Like, so when you're leafing through this, you're kind of looking at it. And and of course, you're not going to be able to find giant mutant scorpion meat anywhere in the United (laughs) States or likely anywhere. But uh, But for mole rats or mole rats or things like that. (laughs) Um, So they're not trying. They're giving you recipes for, you know, quote unquote, those things. But they're kind of playing a little tongue-in-cheek because they're like they're crossing out the the actual thing
1: yeah that's what I was gonna say like like for crab cakes they they wrote crab cakes but then they crossed out crab and wrote Meyerler claw cakes uh or um you know it, they've crossed out extra lean ground beef and wrote ground brahmin so uh yeah they use <laughs> they use a lot of in-world references but they also make it clear what our world's equivalent to that would be
0: I think the the best aspect for me were like the handwritten notes by the vault dwellers. Um, I know on one of the recipes that I made, they had actually said that, and this was the recipe for, um, Blamco. I did the Blamco mac and cheese. And instead of cream cheese, they said that they would use wonder glue.
1: Delicious.
0: So it was kind of tongue in cheek, the little notes that were written by the vault dwellers. I really enjoyed that aspect of it.
1: Yeah. So for instance, uh, you could use beef broth or they they re- recommend a pot of dirty water will substitute just fine once you boil it, the seasoning's already in there. So
0: nothing could possibly go wrong with that.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't I didn't quite know what to expect when I got this. Uh when I saw it and I heard fallout, I was thinking, oh man, I hope this is like what you can make out of what would be left after a nuclear <laughs> devastation. And I was thinking like every recipe in here is just going to be like what you can make with a bunch of like canned soup and like, yeah, no fresh food and yeah. I'm I'm glad they didn't go that route because it probably would not have been as delicious
0: <laughs> or as successful yeah. for sure. Um, I did find the recipes in this book to be a little intricate. Like, I don't think they're going to be finding fresh carrots, yeah. the Fallout world. So, for example, in the Blamco Mac and Cheese, pureed carrots was an ingredient, and. Mm, I mean, I love carrots, but yeah. not pureed and put in my mac and cheese.
1: Odd choice. Was it for like the coloring, or uh,
0: it didn't really say what it was for? Because I mean, you had the coloring of the cheddar cheese, so you've already kind of get your orange color, and then uh, there was fontina cheese, which I found fontina cheese in a lot of these recipes. I don't think they're I don't think they got fontina cheese in in the Fallout universe, but however. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know what the addition of the pureed carrot.
2: You know, if you're trying to sneak in some extra vegetables.
0: Yeah, maybe that's it.
2: Kids, they, they want to eat vegetables, although you know carrots aren't usually a hard sell.
0: Good point. But and then you puree the carrots with Worcestershire sauce. Yeah,
2: that. <laughs> that's a little strange. I'm not sure why you'd add Worcestershire. I mean, if I can even pronounce that word.
0: Uh. Right. Or
2: two, or cheddar <laughs> shot.
0: Yes. Yeah, and I don't know, just kind of a weird, a weird taste.
2: But. I mean, maybe, maybe the the ground carrot in there gave you the grittiness of like the dirt that would have been in the fallout mac and cheese. I, I, can, I can buy into that. Can eat dirt. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I can buy into that for sure.
1: So I I think I agree. I think like in general, a lot of these are more on the medium to hard um, scale. Uh, but there, there's a lot. So I, again. I like that they have a little, like, difficulty measure, in addition to prep time and cook time, and then, like, it pairs well with these other things, and so, like, there's a lot of good advice in here, if you're looking to make, like, a full meal, you can look up an item you're really interested in, and then it'll tell you, like, what other items, usually in the same, um, book that it, it would work with, or, um, what, like, drink it would work well with, so... Uh, I like that. There are some easy things in here, but I, I think, in general, it's targeted at someone who already knows um, their their way around the kitchen. Yeah, I would say this is probably beyond a, a beginner level
2: cookbook. Yeah, uh, even even with the difficulty ratings over on the side, some of them being easy. I think a lot of the stuff is it's pretty involved, and it's pretty involved yep. in the ingredients you need.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I agree with that. I did like the little special buff that you'd get from each recipe, like a plus one to intelligence or a plus one to strength. And right. It, it was just a cute non. to...
2: Yeah. It, it, in terms of tying into the universe, I think it does a, a fantastic job of doing that.
1: But don't... If you've never cooked before... <laughs> like So I'm looking at twice baked potato. Sorry. Brahmin baked potatoes and it's easy and I like I've made twice baked potatoes before this has 14 15 <laughs> ingredients for for twice baked potatoes 15 ingredients for twice baked potatoes um <laughs> uh, which is is a barely easy so yeah there's a lot there's a lot of ingredients and prep in a lot of this awesome. that being
2: said most of the recipes do hit very well they're they're quite tasty
0: yeah, they look very. In of Blamco mac and cheese. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'd i give the Blamco mac and cheese a yuck on my scale of yuck to yum.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay.
0: Uh, but I did see other uh, recipes in there that looked amazing. So um,
2: as as we're leaving through this cookbook, it's just kind of funny seeing like the, because the, you know how cookbooks always got to stage their food with random things and there's like choirs in the background.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: just weird new universe stuff like that. So that's fun too. So I did. I, I I think as far as being in universe, this is really high up there on my rating scale, um, and so I really, I really like those touches, the the pictures and the in universe like flavor text and all of that stuff. Yeah. So
0: so not not just to say that this recipe book is or cookbook is full of yuck. I actually did make a yum recipe from this. Um, it was the mole rat wonder meat dip. <laughs> uh, so, it was basically an Italian sausage and cheese uh, hot dip. And in the uh, in the handwritten notes, it said that mole rat had the consistency of Italian sausage. So, you could substitute Italian sausage for the mole rat.
1: Wait, is that you, what you did? You're...
0: Oh, yeah. I absolutely used Italian sausage. Yep. And then that's where the cream cheese, they said that in the uh, Fallout world, they used soup or Wonder Glue. They called it Wonder Glue. So, yeah. yeah. But that was actually delicious. All right. So that that's my take on the Fallout uh, Vault Dwellers official cookbook.
2: Yeah, all, yeah. all in all, I I'd rate it pretty highly, especially in terms of video game cookbooks.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Good it. good food, complicated, great in universe uh touches, um, and overall pretty tasty.
0: All right. So next up we're gonna go from Fallout to Destiny.
2: Yeah, so we're moving up in in the world here I think in terms of of places that I would recommend living in from the post-apocalyptic <laughs> nuclear wasteland to right. the slightly better off post-apocalyptic um the,
1: the the final city or I mean they've got like high level technology in Destiny 2 uh you are not in an, an irradiated desert most of your life or stuck in an underground bunker. Stuck in an underground bunker wondering what the sun rate. <laughs> yeah. So, it. I mean, yeah, I, there are still troubles in the world of Destiny, but I feel like uh, things are generally, like, society is generally, like, organized and more or less safe.
0: So, I haven't played Destiny, have either of you?
1: I've dabbled played a little bit. I played a little bit when uh, it went like free to play a couple years back. Uh, I downloaded it, checked it out. Um, I am not great at clicking on people's heads, <laughs> um, which is is what a lot of first person shooters require you to be great at. So yes, yeah.
0: Well, the recipes in this book, I was impressed. I really liked the layout of the three cookbooks that we're discussing today. I felt like it had the most diverse cultural food in it. Um, I saw foods, uh, Greek food, Mexican food, German food, Japanese food, Korean food, Thai food, Vietnamese food. I mean, it it was vast. Uh, it covered a lot of different cultures.
2: Yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to comment on as well is that, like, you know, it, it, this this cookbook is supposed to be indicative of, of the world that it's in, right? And this is kind of the the final melting pot of, of all these cultures and societies. And so having some representation from all of those different ones, I think, does a lot of credit. And this is just... You know, it's difficult to write a cookbook that encompasses mm. so much. Yeah, they did a really good job with it.
0: Yeah, I think most cookbooks kind of stick to one theme as opposed to kind of branching out and doing a lot of different things, but they do a lot of different things really well in this cookbook. So did you guys make any other the recipes in this one?
2: I made a couple of things from this one. Um, mm-hmm. I made some of the sweet stuff from this one and the spicy ramen. Um, I, I made the, the Skyburner's Oath, which was really delicious. Basically, just like a
1: spicy hot chocolate it turned out really good. I mean, I'll take any kind of hot chocolate, but especially spicy. Yeah.
0: Was there like cayenne pepper? There was a little bit of cayenne pepper. Okay. And it
1: had a bit of a kick. Wow. It was really tasty.
0: I actually ended up making the Bon mi burgers. And there's also a recipe for the pickled veggies for the Bon mi burgers in there. And it was very good. Yeah. I, think, I don't think I'm going to make regular burgers again. They were so good.
1: <laughs> wow, you're you're just done with regular burgers.
0: Done with regular burgers. It had um.
1: This that's life changing.
0: It is. It had jalapenos. It had the you know the, I love vinegar and anything. So the vinegar kick of the veggies. It was delicious. I added a little bit of oyster sauce to it. Oh, it was good stuff.
1: Nice. L- uh, I am going to have to try those burgers then because delicious. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of like burgers in general, but.
0: How about bond meats?
1: I I can't. Well, I don't. I'd have never had bond meat. Really? Yeah. No.
0: Oh, you're missing out.
1: Where would where would one normally find bond meat?
0: Um, at a Vietnamese restaurant. Okay. Yeah, there's uh, one right down the road from here. I'll I'll talk to you about that okay. turn
1: I'll have I'll have to check. Oh, they're
0: delicious. They're so good. So there's at the beginning of the book there's. Um, an ingredient guide for the unusual ingredients, and, and it's really great for novice cooks. That was a really nice element. There's just kind of a library of um, ingredients in there. Um, there's also a shallot vinaigrette. I want to put that on everything: cereal, pancakes, Success. <laughs> salad. You want to put it waffle? Oh, it's got the best stuff in it: it's garlic, shallots, lemon, vinegar. I could live off of that.
1: So <laughs> recommend that. <laughs> you were a fan of this cookbook then
0: a huge fan yeah. I loved it and it's by Victoria Rosenthal um, we've seen a lot of cookbooks by Chelsea Monroe Castle um, I don't recall seeing any by Victoria Rosenthal before I could have just blanked on that but...
1: Fallout is also oh,
0: is it? Yeah. <laughs> well there it is right in front of me anyways loved the way that she set up the cookbooks
2: you know she does yeah absolutely amazing job on that and and again like like all the other ones you know it has this little like box up in the corner difficulty time how much it makes and you know special dietary, special dietary restrictions, and things like that so the, the difficulty rating I, I think some video game cookbooks get pretty involved in that and like mm-hmm. you know you have ones that like rated on like a one to ten star difficulty <laughs> scale and some that are just like yeah easy medium hard yeah and both of both of her cookbooks books are on that easy, medium, hard scale, which I think is is good and bad. Right. And like there's there's not a lot of room for nuance in easy, medium, hard. But you yeah. know, at the same time, if you're confident at what you're doing, you know you can tackle a hard one. And if you're not, then you maybe steer away from this.
0: Yeah, and the pictures are great. And if you don't know what you want to eat for dinner, just grab one of these cookbooks and flip through it. You're going to find multiple choices.
2: Absolutely gorgeous color photos for every single recipe. And Mike, which is a huge pet peeve of mine in cookbooks, just have recipes that don't
1: have a picture with it. Uh, Why am I even making...
0: I can go as far as, say, even menus that have <laughs> picture. I yeah. like, oh, for new places that I go to. I'm like, uh, I don't know.
1: Both of my kids loved just, like, looking through these. And yeah, um, they, they had, a good, especially the dessert part portions of each book but, um, they love just like looking at them and seeing the gorgeously presented food. Uh, for me, it feels like, I don't know if y'all have ever done this, but sometimes I just go to an open house, um, and just walk around the house just because I like to pretend that like I could be living in a house that is clean and perfectly ordered <laughs> and everything looks exactly like some sort of storybook. Yeah. Uh, and so th- like I, 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 do the same thing with, uh, these uh, cookbooks, I just look through it and think like, "Oh man, wow, this is a, the perfect platonic ideal for pretzels." And <laughs>
2: and then in terms of um, the, kind of like the blurbs for each one, like they're all written from from in universe, so that that's a really good little touch. Like you know, basically it's like this traveler is kind of trying to try everything, mm. and they're just writing a little bit about everything, and it, it's just nice little nods to game details.
0: So. Didn't you make the s'mores bark? Was that in s'mores bark? That, that was in there. How was that? Oh,
2: uh, I saw that picture. Yeah, I mean, if you love chocolate, that looked really good. Say no more.
0: So overall, I loved this cookbook. I thought it was well laid out. The diversity of the recipes really drew me in. I like to try different foods. So, And the recipes, like you said, easy, medium, hard. Um I'm an experienced cook, so I can do it.
2: I would say if you're an adventurous chef, this is a good one for you because Mm -hmm. there's, yeah, there's
1: all, there's not a ton of your standard. Yeah. So yeah, I was going to say, I think this will be, this is a great like pushing you a little bit out of your comfort zone because there are so many different styles represented. Like whatever style you come from, there is something that's outside of your norm in this book. So um, yeah, like, you know, if, if you if you like trying different foods and
2: eating at different restaurants every time you go out, then this is a great book for you. Yeah, you know, there's some French cuisine in here, there's Vietnamese cuisine in here, there's German, there's American, and Japanese, Japanese, you know, basically
1: everything that's, you know, definitely check that out would be my recommendation. Yes, yeah. I think this is, this book has the most variety by far in it. And I, I really like that in a cookbook.
0: All right. So our third and final one, the Star Trek cookbook.
1: Uh, which is is really sort of so the last two I mean Fallout for sure was dystopian, Destiny is is at the the very least troubled and uh, maybe not somewhere I would want to live but Star Trek is uh, way more on the utopia side um, as long as you don't run into the Borg I think you're doing pretty good <laughs> or the Romulans probably <laughs> <laughs> uh, but,
2: wait, yeah. oh, it's the be either don't visit the Romulan um, yeah so in terms of my rating scale of places you might want to live in sci-fi worlds I, I put Star Trek pretty much at the top of that list
1: mm-hmm. it's pretty good it's pretty good yeah um what is what did y'all think of the presentation of this book
0: uh I like that they did the different iterations of Star Trek so the different shows there was you know recipes in there for Deep Space Nine there were recipes in there for Discovery etc
2: yeah I do like how they they say like what show this is from they yeah Source
1: Star Trek you know, yeah, GPS nine or whatever they even have. So yeah, they have stuff from all of the things, you know, even like, even some of the newer shows, um, are, are represented in here or listed in here. And so, uh, you can find something for wh- whatever show that you like is going to be in here, but there's, there's even stuff from deeper cuts, like star Trek novels and, uh, things like that. So, if you if you are a fan of one particular Star Trek show, like you can find stuff from it in here.
0: In your experience, do you find Star Trek fans love basically all the shows, or are there like people who are diehard fans of one show and will not absolutely watch the others?
2: I think like any fan, and you're gonna get a mix of people who are who sure. are kind of in that yeah, whether I mean I think I think a lot of people are usually tend to be diehards about
1: yeah. the original series and next generation. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people at, at least have tried most of the shows and know which ones that they really like and which ones that aren't for them. Um, especially like the the newer batch of shows, there's just such a wide spectrum of like cartoon comedy mm-hmm. to like episodic fun silliness to like more serious darker um continuing uh series
0: so as far as the recipes went in this one um the names were cool um i like the tie-in to the universes um i found that a lot of real basic recipes in here um so i would say you know if you're if you're new to cooking um you can find something you know that you're going to be able to do in this cookbook um Right now, Jeff is looking at some sort of algae puff. Yes,
1: yeah, so this <laughs>
0: might. Been... <laughs> I don't recall I, seeing I've that. had a big
1: discussion over this. And um, yeah, it, it's basically just a giant, like, algae ball. Um, mm-hmm. There's
2: no actual algae involved in this. I want to point that out too. It's
1: just great.
0: These would have been great for St. Patrick's. Thing. So they put um,
1: spirulina powder. Um, which is some kind of algae-ish thing. Oh. Yeah.
0: So, all right. Well, I don't think I would, I would ever make these, but I mean, it would have been great for St. Patrick's Day that we just passed. So yeah, that, yeah, that would have came in really, really handy for that. Looks like there's some poppy seats on there too. Yep. So, yeah.
1: Uh, it, it looks, I, it, it looks very interesting. Um,
0: Very alien-like for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, as far as like for the pre- the presentation, we like so yeah I you know the the pictures are clearly like really cool um, food pictures for me like I don't know I wish it didn't like the presentation didn't feel as like futuristic or as like classically Star Trek as I would have liked. Sure, yeah, I do agree with that. So, uh, I opened this cookbook and I thought we were off to a great start because one of the
2: very first things in this cookbook was this crazy like futuristic looking. Uh, like garnish you put on your stuff and now I can't find it but it's like, it's <laughs> there it's like this crazy oh yeah the coral tool garnish oh at, yeah you know, this thing I'm like oh man this is going to be great like yeah. this book is going to be full of weird crazy sci-fi future looking stuff but then yeah it just kind of I don't know I feel like a lot of it and then like the bubble candy up the uh-huh. next page. up like yeah this this is what I come to a Star Trek cookbook for is to make my food look yep. look very strangely futuristic in a way that doesn't really make sense but it's still really cool but you kind of get pretty pretty standard fare after that. And then, yeah, now we're looking at gag, which is uh, <laughs> one of the more disturbing food starch.
0: Yeah, very fitting that it's a Klingon food, for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. bloodworms. <laughs> you just eat a bowl of bloodworms. No, they actually do a really good job
1: making this. It looks like what you would expect it to look like, which is just a bunch of like red, wormish kind of things. Um, I made the, there's a, there's a version of deviled eggs in here. Um, but it's, it's like got this weird green stuff in it as well. Um, I'm trying to find it, but, uh, yeah, like I, I liked what I made, but I think this is definitely the more, um, basic, uh, there it is. Um, basically it's deviled eggs, but it's, they're like, they're dyed to look, sci-fi-ish with some food coloring,
0: very alien egg-ish. Yeah.
1: Mhm. good. Um, but and and it's got I I've never used yogurt in my deviled eggs. Really? Yeah, yogurt. it's got some yogurt in here. I thought it was good. I you know, I liked it. Um and it if you do it right, you know, it looks fine. And I I think that's for sure. I think that's what a lot of this does is it make it makes regular basic food and then makes it look like Something else
0: I made the risotto the veteran risotto and basically it's a butternut squash risotto and it was delicious And then there was this veteran sauce that you put on it Which I found in a couple of recipes there and it was delicious gave it a little bit of a kick It was real good. It was tasty. I also made the caterpod noodle bowl um, and that was a vegetarian dish Um, and they used uh, chickpeas soba noodles red curry noodle or red curry paste and Peanut butter.
1: Okay, I'm looking up.
2: Jeff is fact checking himself, right? Fear <laughs> or not. It, it, it is a type of algae. It's, yeah, and just like pulverize and harvest. And so, I, I am sorry, I was wrong. There, there is actually yeah. algae involved in the
1: algae. There is algae in the algae bottles. So, if you, if you're like, wow, I want to eat algae, uh, this. Cookbook has he covered?
0: Well, no fake news here. (laughs) There you have it. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of green and blue in this book. I've noticed a lot of recipes have like the green and blue hue to them. So I think you're right, Glenn. A lot of algae in the universe.
2: Uh, In terms of like the kind of the flavor text or the, you know, the little side by stuff, I think they did a really good job in talking about where this comes from and and talking about it from the culture that it's coming from too like the one for the the gag is written differently than the one for you know something that's from the federation
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i do like that they not only do they give you like the show that it's from but they also give you the specific culture um that it comes from so if you're a big fan of klingons or if you're a big fan of romulans um you know you can go look those up and uh, you could have an entire evening of Klingon food or yeah. an entire evening of Vulcan food or or what, what have you. So that's a really nice like theme element. And so, yeah, I, if you're a fan of Star Trek, I think you will, you'll find something to enjoy in here. You'll find something definitely that you can make uh, even if you are brand new to cooking.
2: Yeah. And then, and then same thing with the other books It has a difficulty rating. This one is, um, based on, uh, one to four pips
1: scale. Oh, okay. Yep. So you get an extra nuance beyond easy, medium, hard. You, yeah. Now you have <laughs> like, I, I want to have the captain level or I want to have the instant level. Yeah. And, and like everything there's, there's drinks, there's desserts, there's regular food. I don't know how much, like, I, I think it's mostly like lunch and dinner stuff. I don't know if there's quite a bit of breakfast offerings in here. Um, I think there's a couple of like pastries and things that you can do like that. But, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time. Um, again, I think my biggest issue is just that I wish it looked more futuristic, both in, in the presentation a little bit, like the photos, but also just, um, I would have loved to have seen like, I don't know if you, if you're, if you're familiar with like, there's a very specific like user interface look to like all Star Trek computers. Sure. um, and I would have loved to see that life represented on the page. Yeah. Overall, I like these. I also noticed so all three of the books, um, I'm pretty sure are are official cookbooks. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, I think that gives them the ability to really dive into the universe and not just give us, as we've had in some of our past episodes, like inspired by. It, it adds a little something extra when you can really dive into the exact names and cultures and infuse it with trademarked material
0: I think this is the first food fight podcast we've done without an unofficial
1: but yeah I think so
0: so interesting yeah I think maybe Chelsea missed the ship a little bit on this one like you said it could have been a little more Star Trek in the presentation of how the recipes were laid out but yeah I mean it's a good cookbook it is so on your scale of best to worst what do you think
1: so in terms of presentation. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Like I really liked the Fallout presentation, but I think it's a close with between Destiny and Fallout. Like they both had different but very good presentations.
0: Yeah, I loved the Fallout cookbook. It was the first one that I I looked through and I was sold. I played Fallout so I loved all of the references um it just had that dystopian look to all of the pages and then I picked up Destiny and oh uh, man it I think it edged it out um Wow really Yeah I yeah I think so even though I I loved how the the recipes and the the photos looked in Fallout um just the diversity in Destiny and the deliciousness of those recipes kind of edged it out and I think it was I got a little turned off when the period carrots and wished to shut it off. Yes. Horrible, it yeah. kind of did. And so, yeah, so I, I'm going to go with destiny over fallout and then I'm putting star Trek.
1: Yeah. There. Yeah. In terms of food, I think destiny definitely takes it one because of the variety you're guaranteed to find something you like, you know, fallout is, I mean, it, it does have variety, but it really is way more one notey, you know, lots of sugary treats. <laughs> um, lots of i don't know like midwesterny like yeah meat and potato yes. potatoes like
0: lots of fontina cheese <laughs> <Some> of, <laughs>
1: yeah um it, it just feels like very traditionally like midwestern or or slightly southern food whereas destiny like you said it just covers the entire globe um and so if you, you you're probably going to find something you're familiar with and something you're not familiar with in Destiny. Yep. And then yeah, I would I unfortunately I because I love the property uh the most of the three, but I would also put Star Trek last both in presentation and in like adventurous or quality of the food. Uh I think it's the best beginner book um if you if you're looking for something if this is like you know your first cookbook, I might suggest the Star Trek cookbook. Yeah, yeah I would agree with all that. Now, I, I, I also
2: agree. Destiny is probably number one, and Fallout's number two. Um, the only thing I'd have to say about the presentation in Fallout, and you'd never make a cook like book like this because it would never sell. But in all, it's just so pretty and delicious. Where in the world in the Fallout, that that would just be you know. Covered in dirt. Yeah, that's a good served point. on a on a brick. And f-
1: uh huh. Yeah, I agree. I wish there was a little more roughness to the corners. Yeah, uh, like they try and do that on the other the non photo page with like handwritten notes and you know pictures of Fallout Boy and yeah.
2: Like I I want to see my mac and cheese served in like a, a roughly carved rock.
1: Right. <laughs> not not a nice porcelain bowl. Surely Or yeah, like you're eating your your soup out of like. An old soup can with the, the lid still like flopping around. Something like that. Yeah, I agree. So, but in terms of, of
2: beautifulness, they do a great job making it very pretty. So, that, I mean, and of course, you, you probably wouldn't really have an easy time selling a publisher on. <laughs> <heaven>. <laughs> I want to make my food look bad. <laughs>
0: food found in a junkyard, basically.
2: So, I think they did what they could with, with that limitation. But yeah, I, I, that's up to you then. Listener, if you're, if you're making these Fallout recipes, I challenge you to make these look like something you'd find in the game. Send us your photo. <laughs>
0: all right. So I think we have a clear winner in the arena. We've got Destiny, followed up by Fallout, and then Star Trek.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: anything else you want to add to today's podcast?
1: Obviously, these all three are available in the collection. So you can put a hold on it and we'll send it to you. Uh, wherever you are and I just I just am really excited by this trend of cookbooks in in world um, I was at the store the other day and there's just like I feel like there's an entire row now yeah of like I feel like this is really yeah we, we, we went from
2: somebody publishing some recipes they thought would fit on their blog to now there's basically a
1: cookbook for every yeah. world there's a friend's cookbook there's an office cookbook there's like there's cookbooks for things I would not have imagined you know There being cookbooks for, but um, you can find whatever you're into, the cookbook of that. You sure can. Yeah.
0: So I suggest checking out one of these cookbooks from our library. I'm sure you're going to find a recipe that will cling on to your taste buds. Mm -hmm. And we'll see you next time.
1: I hope you enjoy the taste of the future. (laughs) Cling on.
0: Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.